We thought briefly about taking a break here before going to Blake Redden, but he just gave us the big don't argue. You're coming straight to me. He said it's time for gate speed right now with Blake Redden. How are you, Baker? Yeah, I'm good, Bon. That was, good. Uh, that was all good stuff, really. Great great work. Uh, looking forward to chatting about the Vic Bread Super Series today. <laughs> Uh, and it was, yeah, well, it was magnificent, wasn't it? We've got a couple of guests we're going to get up in about two minutes, but uh, some magnificent <laughs> racing on Saturday night. Um, great coverage by the team at Harness Racing Victoria as well, uh, headed up by Cody Winnell and uh, Toby McGinnon, and great job by you. I don't think I've had an opportunity outside of socials to congratulate you on the brilliant tip of out-to-play, out who at one point got out to 150-1. to one. Yeah, well, that's... Uh, Mikey, the I, panel operator here is going, where was mine? I appreciate that, but uh, that's not really what we're here for. I'm, I'm happy to move on and talk about this week, perhaps, and uh, try and find some winners for, uh, for the big Group 1 weekend. Bakes, uh, as per usual, he loves to be absolutely swaggering when he's doing nothing right, and when he gets it right, he wants to be pure humility, be humble um, sort of situation. It's uh, very typical of the man, so everyone who knows Blake Redden will realise that's pretty much normal transmission. We're just going to have a couple of critical guests come up um, in terms of their runners for the weekend, Bakes, and it's going to be a, a huge weekend. For those who don't know, Vic Bread Super Series now is a two-night extravaganza, Friday and Saturday night. The square getters get their go on Friday, and then the paces on Saturday, Um before we get to Lisa Miles, who's going to be our first guest, have you found one or two early doors that you think are overs in either the Trotters or the Pacers Vic Bridge Super Series deciders? Uh, that's a good question. I don't, I don't I think we're was. going to see anything outrageous happen. I will say, I think Amelia Rose is unders in her two-year-old Phillies division. She's a clear favourite at $2.30 with tab fixed odds. I think she's very beatable. Majita probably... Uh, the key one there, but Gemstone and Alice K both uh, both in with chances. But outside of that, I think uh, pretty much the racing is going to run to the markets. I think we'll get to this probably later in the week when we uh, when we go right through the form. But I suspect that Rackham Up Tiger Pie is going to start closer to a dollar forty than dollar eighty. And um, yeah, I can't see any possible way that three summers can beat him nor the others. No, no, I reckon you, I reckon you did right there. I, I thought the bet, a bet in the race there might be based. I, I didn't hear your review yesterday, but American Zest is paying something yes. close to five bucks a drum. Yes, agreed. Yes. He was dashing through late. It's obviously questionable uh, whether he tries to hold major times or whether ideal some magic flies across him again. He might end up in a similar spot to last time, which is not ideal. But rack him up, Tiger Pie will probably break the field up a long way out, and he's definitely a chance of running third. Yeah, ideal some magic. I reckon they might. It'd be interesting. We might find out during the week, but you just think that it didn't probably work out perfectly, um, and there's a possibility there that potentially they might decide to go back at the start, which would obviously help American Zest one hell of a lot. All right. Um, unfortunately, we haven't got Lisa Moles just yet, but we will get her soon. First of all, we're going to go to Chris Frisbee, who, of course, has major occasion going around on Saturday night in a final of the Vic Bread Super Series. Good morning or good afternoon to you now, Chris. Yeah, good afternoon. How's it going today? Pretty good, thanks, mate. Um, how do you feel Major Occasion is progressing through this series? Uh, yeah, pretty good. I wasn't that happy in the run last week, but then um, twice now I've started on a wet track and twice you went no good. So whether it's, your, whether it's a wet track, I don't know. But yeah, twice now she started on a wet track and yeah, both times didn't any good. So she might just handle that track. She went all right. I wasn't disappointed, but I just expected a little bit more from her. Yeah, so I wasn't. Interesting you say that, Chris. She's obviously come off that really tough run in New Zealand, which was a wet track. I mean, more importantly than uh, than maybe on the weekend, how do you think she's travelled back from New Zealand, given that things were pretty tough there and, uh, and, and what sort of form is she in, I guess, barring Saturday night? How do you think she came back from that trip? Well, she's eaten really, really good. Like, 
um, I talked to Steve this morning, he's got it out looking after for me at the moment, but he said she's ate up real good, and when he puts her in the paddock, she takes up fucking like an idiot, so she's feeling real good. So the only thing I can put it down to, whether that's um, the wet track, or I've just taxed too much of the season, yeah, I won't be able to tell you that till next Saturday night. <laughs> The only other question I had, Chris, is I, I'm a big believer in the fact that when horses uh, go to Menangle for the first time and race over the mile, the, the way the racing is there, it takes time to acclimatise. So if you're a middle-distance horse or even if you're racing at various distances in Victoria, for instance, and you go up to the Menangle Mile, you need a couple of goes at it before you're really good at it. I know Major Occasion has raced well here in the past, but she's been doing a lot of that mile racing clearly and doing it really well at Menangle. Does it take a little while to get back into the rhythm of a different type of racing down here in Victoria? When you race a mile all the time, then you're going over 2,200. There's a hell of a lot of a difference, isn't it? You know what I mean? And, you know, when you're just... Menangle, it's, it's no skill in racing at Menangle. It's just all go. You know, you just put the handlebars down and go. And the best horse wins it. Uh, in the um, the longer distance race, the best horse wins and the best driver wins in hand training. A bit like Dinner Dominion, I suppose. It's interesting, Chris, this weekend. She's obviously drawn... I guess a handy draw the second row there in the running line. No easy feat with Pistol Abbey drawn two, Nostra Villa one, Bronski Bell off the front row as well. But uh, I guess in terms of being able to sort of see how it all pans out early doors, she's got the right barrier draw. Yeah, we're going to get a nice car through. We're going to be up there a bit close this time, I suppose, which is going to help us a little bit. We won't have to do as much work, which will be good. Yeah, I think it's not a bad draw, really, when you look, when you're weighed up, it's not a bad draw. We might just one or two would be better but anyway that's why <laughs> we might get one or two yeah it, usually uh usually what people are looking for um we might just look backwards chris to the performance of our uncle sam in the len smith mole i'll be honest when i saw him be able to get out in time with major dan having done that early work i thought he was going to run down uh, uh the leader major dan it was still a really good performance but is his go like at that absolute elite level group one level is he probably more of a stay because he he looks like he's got a really good turn of foot but he just loves following speed, and he's sort of like a grind sprinter, isn't he, where he loves following that hot speed and then peeling off it, whereas if they're ripping home in a really fast final quarter, and let's face facts, they got home in crazy time yesterday at Menangle that it makes things harder. Oh, for sure. Like, even when you look at it, like, the fastest time for our Sam's had near his name, I think it's a 52, but that was, uh, except for uh, pretty wide the whole race at Albion Park and went 52 over a mile. So whether he's not... I think he's probably, when you look at it, he is better over the longer distance. Look at even going in the Dominion. I didn't know whether I'd handle, he'd handle the free runs in a week. Well, he really thrived on it, really, you know what I mean? So he did. And the longer the distance, the better, wasn't it? And then he came out and won that big group one a couple of months ago, three or four months ago, over the longer distance, at the death seat. And I wouldn't have thought he could sit in the death seat, girl, but he's just getting stronger and stronger, I think. I think. Is the plan is the plan with him to head to Brisbane, Chris, and tackle the the Sunshine Sprint and the Blacks are fake, free, uh, Blacks are fra- fake. Yeah, yeah. He landed up here this morning about seven o'clock this morning. He brought him up last night, so he did. You don't want to so miss. He'll go, go there next week or the week after. Yeah. You don't want to mess up that word fake there, Blake. So just make sure you, uh, you, you you keep it on the level, mate. We need we might get a winner from you if we can, please. There's a few going around at. Uh, at Albion Park today, Chris, have you got any that we, you, you can confidently tip us into? I'll probably have, oh, Holy Camp Five. But he's a bit short, he's ninety-five. but his run on Saturday night was unbelievable. He's going really, really good. So, yeah, and he went 
I think he went what fifty one at Saturday night. So yeah, he, he'll he'll um, probably be his best chance. And I've got the two mares as good each way. If you're telling us it's just going to win Holly Cam Club, we're more than willing to take a dollar ninety-five. We've taken shorter. Don't worry about that, Chris. Really appreciate your time today, mate. And hopefully, you just get that little bit of improvement. You know, you're going to need to with major occasion. But we also know at her best, she's absolutely top class. So hopefully, she can run her best race and go very close on Saturday night, mate. Thanks very much, boys. Thank you very much. All right, back here, Bakes. Um, uh, as I say, I thought our Uncle Sam might be able to win that race after he got the perfect trip in the Lensmith Mole, but still a really good performance. What do you make of major occasion? I tend to think, you know, that um, the leap and improvement she'll have to make might be a little bit too much, given how well a couple of the others, particularly Pistol Abbey, are going. Yeah, I, I do agree. I, it's quite an interesting race. We'll dissect it later in the week, obviously, but... Not sure what's going to happen with the speed map there. I'm not sure if you had an early look, but uh, yeah, it's just it's just curious to me what might end up eventuating. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think she'll have to improve a little bit. Major occasion. There's no doubt the way Pistol Abbey's going at the moment. You don't throw the speed map out of the window, but you'd think um, she's going to be extraordinarily difficult to beat. 55-8. I know she got the beautiful trail, but she just exploded. She's uh, those runs against the Open Age mares have only made her better and better. Our second guest here on Gate Speed this Tuesday afternoon is Lisa Moles, who has three runners going around on Saturday night. Two of Friday. Them, uh, sorry, I should say Friday night in Big Bread Super Series final. Thanks very much, Bakes. <laughs> um, the first of them isn't going around a Big Bread Super Series final. Good afternoon to you, Lisa. Good afternoon. And thanks very much for Villa Real as well. I should start off with that was um, that was very helpful. But race and Mikey's pretty happy with it too. Race one on the program isn't one of the finals on Friday night. Nita Bacardi though back to winning form last time. Really lovable horse, strong, fast. You must have a good association with him. Yeah, I do. He's one of my favourites, I must say. But look, he went super last start. So if he can do replicate something like that, that would be nice. Tell us a little bit about his journey, Lisa. He's uh, he's obviously come to you in, uh, well, he's been with you for a long time now, but he was so talented as a, as a two-year-old and early three-year-old. He sort of went off the boil uh, for a large portion of his three-year-old and four-year-old year, but you've really got him back on track? Yeah, look, um, did most of the work, you know, all of the work with him, actually, and probably all of his bad as a result. You know, all of his ability, um, I was really fortunate to in the right place at the right time and have the horse come to me. But um, that's the thing too with young trainers is they always show the ability and it's just a lot of it. A lot of it is just a time thing, and it's they have to go through that horrible process of misbehaving before that to get the hang of it. Um, one horse who didn't misbehave last start will move on pretty quickly to Powder Keg in the um, who goes round in the final of the Vic Bread Super Series for the two-year-old trotting Colts and Geldings. Now, whenever I go out in those pre-race interviews and you're talking to the drivers with two-year-old trotters or even three-year-old trotters half the time, the answer I get is we've just got to get to trot first. Don't worry about speed maps and don't worry about anything else. We just have to trot all the way. But Powder Keg was really impressive, draws exactly the same gait. It looks ideal on paper. Are you confident, Lisa? Uh, it'd be nice to be quietly confident, I suppose, but look, what the driver says is true. You just have to hold your breath and, and hope that we hold it all together. Um, they are young trotters and they are inexperienced and it is a, is a big race. So if he can put his right foot forward and do what he did at Maryborough, I'd be more than pleased. In terms of ability, Lisa, I suppose we can... We can sort of guess and predict whether he'll uh, he'll trot throughout. But in terms of his absolute ability, I mean, he showed plenty in that win at Maryborough, and he he probably looked a little bit green, and he's got plenty to learn. So he's um, in terms of ability, you're confident he's as as talented as most in the race. I think so. Um, yeah, look, it's only going to be his third lifetime start, so hopefully everything he does is 
he'll improve on. Um, but it's, it's pretty easy to him. He gets over the ground really well. He's a beautifully balanced spotter, and um, I don't think speed's an issue for him. It's just it's the maturity factor. So if he can, yeah, as I said, if he can just hold it together, and there's no reason why he won't finish in the first first few. He showed enough speed to comfortably hold the lead before you took a trail in the qualifier for the series. Is that, I mean, on face value, once again, I know there's a lot to, a lot of water to go under the bridge with a two-year-old trotting race, but with, would that be a position you'd be looking to be in again, maybe behind a horse like Andover Sun, if he doesn't do something wrong at the start? Yeah, possibly. Um, you know, you'd have to consider the fact that holding the lead would be an option if, if he got out as well as he did at Maryborough and settled as well. So we just have to play it by ear. I like that. I like that. There's a bit of confidence there. I think Tam O'Shanter, Lisa, this might be... I'm sure a number of people are, are quite a fan of Tam O'Shanter. He's shown a lot of ability. Um, he's drawn the second row. What are your thoughts on, on what is a tough race for him? But uh, how's he going? Yeah, I think the draw is really good for him, actually. Um, being able to follow a, a helmet straight up. Um, he tends to want to over-race when he's out in the open. He did over-race at Geelong his last start, but still finished the race off. So, look, if he can get a nice sit early and be tucked away, you never know. Um, he's, he's got a lot of improvement in him in time to come. He's probably, he's been up for a long time. He's, he's probably ready for a bit of a rest. But, look, he's, he's in it, so there's always a chance. It's a funny sort of a race, isn't it, the way the draws have fallen. It probably hasn't been too bad for Tam Machine, not only where he's drawn, but where another number of the others have drawn. I'm guessing from the SP profile, the prices he started most of his career, that somebody at home, if not you, then somebody else, or maybe all of you, do have a, a reasonable opinion of him going forward, though. Yeah, I think so. He's shown enough early in the piece to continue on and to actually, you know, frame him up for the size, but... Um, he's probably just a, a rung under the very, very good ones at the moment. Um, and same thing too, in time he'll mature and hopefully racing the better ones is going to make him a better racehorse in the future. Lisa, one horse that won't be there on uh, on the weekend, Highclere, who ran in a heat of the Vic Bread Super Series, showed, um, I thought it, really, it was really good in the heat, obviously the semi-final didn't work out, but uh, do you have an opinion of that horse? Look, he's only a little fella, he's beautifully bred. Um, he went really well in his heat. It's disappointing in the semi, but... Uh, topped a bit of a check early and that sort of thing and had to do a little bit more work, but only second lifetime start too, so I think in time he'll become a, a nice little horse for sure. And two more quick questions before we let you go, Lisa. You've got three or four runners going around at Ballarat and Bendigo over the next couple of nights before we get to the Vic Bread Super Series. Are any of them big winning chances, particularly my mate Villarreal, who, as I mentioned, did the job for us last time? Oh, Villarreal. Look, he's, he's a little ripper too, and um... Mitchell's done an awesome job with him in his last few starts and, and always beat off on the till. So, again, if he can do something similar to that, um, that'd be great. Um, what else can I tell you? Nat's a Christian. Nat's a Christian. Nat's a Christian, yeah, inside the second. That's probably not a bad draw for her either. She's got a, a tidy little sprint, but um, she's a bit different. Not the easiest horse in the world to drive, but... Um, bit of an opportunist as well so yeah she can she can run in the money for sure and you got Saviour Clear and Major C going around in the same race the uh, the next day that's it um look Major C's got a lot of ability and and had no luck whatsoever of late so you know hopefully she can um yeah end up up the front somewhere at some stage but Saviour Clear was disappointing last start uh so whatever she does you know hopefully she'll improve on and get back on track. We've got 50 seconds to race one to Gosford. Just a, a very quick question. Have you got your head around the rating system yet? And Do you think it's going to be uh, an advantageous thing for the sport going forward? 
I don't think anyone's really got their head totally around it. Um, <laughs> but we've got to try new things. We've got to give it a go. Uh, they've put a lot of time and effort into it. So nobody likes change, but, you know, if in time it, it may prove for the better, I hope it does. It's remarkably wise words. We wish we could hear that more often. Thank you very much, Lisa. Appreciate your time this morning or this afternoon, I should say. Thanks, guys. Thank you. There's Lisa Miles. Uh, you've heard me mention in the uh, in the walls of Harness Racing Victoria many times, Bakes. I, I just rate Lisa Miles extremely highly, not only as a driver but also as a trainer. She seems to get the best out of her horses. And when you look at horses like Nita Picardi, who was doing things wrong, Villa Real, who she uh, improved off Andy Gath, of all people, who's one of the best trainers in Australia, just uh, a very, very good horsewoman. Yep, and what a great attitude that uh, that answer was to the rating space question. I probably couldn't have said it any better myself. It's as though we actually told her to say that almost. <laughs> we were to right because that is exactly the attitude we're looking for from participants. Just <laughs> we've got to try new things, and you've got and you've got to move forward. And uh, certainly, there's always the capacity to, to sort of rejig and say things, certain things have worked and certain things haven't. But uh, I really don't think it will take that long for everyone to get their head around this system because basically the idea is it's actually far more simplistic than the previous system. So. So while years of experience with that previous system, the uh, the class and metropolitan racing system, you know, gave the participants a great understanding of what it was, this should take less time to understand overall. Yeah, well, it's very uh, it's very simplistic, isn't it? There's no um, there's no back and forth about it. It's straight numbers. You get a, a number for where you finish in in a race, and depending on how much the race is worth, so it will become pretty clear pretty quickly. And before I go, Bon, I have found one for you. In the four-year-old mayor's final, I think Trinity Dreaming can run a place at seven bucks. <laughs> Just a place, not yeah, a win this I time. I don't know about that. I, don't know. Was it, I, I do. I, I caught the eye. We have got a delay, by the way. So you said before you go, you thought that was going to be your mic drop moment, but it's not going to be at all because we're going to keep you on the line. Uh, <laughs> uh, Gosford's got a delay. The, the riders aren't on the horses. The jockeys aren't up yet for the first of Gosford. So we don't have the reason for the delay at the moment. Um, but we'll let you know why they are delayed and when they'll get underway pretty soon. But we might as well keep chatting trots for a little bit longer while uh, while Gosford's off the scene. Uh, what were your very, very... You probably gave the listeners a bit of this yesterday, but what were your very, very best highlight performances from Friday night, Bakes? Oh, well, the, the absolute standout performance was a horse that didn't win, obviously, and that was Miragon. If you if you have time to jump on to harness.org.au and have a look at the replay, um, I don't know what you thought, Bon, but... He nearly stopped to a walk into that first bend and to pick up and then launch three wide and almost get forever in. That was uh, that was as good a trial for a big race as I think I've ever seen. Uh, absolutely. It was just phenomenal. He lost probably 40 metres, conservatively, you would imagine, at the start. And you just don't see horses do that. Particularly, you don't see two-year-olds do that. Uh, I don't know if you snapped up a touch of the $2.50. We're into the tomato sauce now. But the way you're talking, the $1.95 still represents value. Yeah, probably. I mean, he's drawn awkwardly inside the second row, but based on what he did Saturday night, there's no reason he couldn't go around and loop the field and and win if required. So, um, yeah, I think I think you'll probably start closer to a dollar seventy. If you can drop forty metres at the start, surely you can just restrain from the uh, gate A draw and uh, make a right hand turn and get off. And if you're within twenty five metres of the leaders, you should be winning. Having said that, Keen Befriending really yeah had had the big the big bullish smile on about pandering, and he, even though Miragon comfortably handled him the last time they met through the Homegrown Classic Series, you can tell Pandering has gotten to be a better horse. Yeah, well, no doubt about it. The, the question is, can he stay in front of Miragon early? If, if he does, um, then then certainly he comes right into play. I mean, he'll follow out, I think, Night Spirit, who will be going in reverse at the start. So um, it's probably not going to work out too well for Pandering, but if he can stay wide on the track, then maybe he becomes, well, he's the, the obvious threat. 
All right, we might take a short break now, mate. Really appreciate your time uh, for Gate Speed this afternoon, and we'll be chatting later in the week. Thanks, Bond.